Adventures with Words is brought to you by Audible. Try Audible free for 30 days and download any audiobook for free. For your free trial, go to www.adventureswithwords.com forward slash audible. Hello and welcome to Adventures with Words, where we explore storytelling in all its forms. I'm Rob. I'm Kate. And this week we're discussing where to find new readers, as over the last few days there's been a number of initiatives designed to get put more people into reading. Yep, and that ranges from sort of National Library Day to uh, book initiatives. And uh, we've, there's a few things coming up as well, which uh, are sort of nice and book related for younger and older readers. Uh, but I thought we would start by talking about National Library Day. Yeah, this was on uh, the 9th of February, so uh, last week. And it's, it's more of a celebration and getting people to use libraries, which are unfortunately coming under threat now. I mean, this is this has been sort of a, a hot topic with certainly, you know, some particular authors really trying to sort of promote libraries. It, uh, the one that springs to mind is Alan Gibbons, um, who writes a lot of um, sort of young people's fiction. And um, he's really supporting libraries because he feels that's a great way to get young people reading more and more. And particularly at the moment where councils are, are kind of struggling for money and some councils have decided that they're, they're going to close libraries completely or, or really reduce the hours. You've got some authors who are really campaigning to, to keep them open. And it's not it's not a, a sort of national day that I've been aware of previously. Mm. So I don't know if it is new this year or it's just that it's been really publicised on Twitter this year. But I actually thought that was done really well. And there were lots of authors tweeting about it, lots of um, like book bloggers tweeting about it about it sort of famous people and I, I think it got quite a lot of notice actually I think it did I certainly noticed more more articles and like you said more on Twitter so I mean I'm a bit of a lapsed library user I was certainly yeah. when I was growing up I was in there sort of almost every weekend at the library just around the corner from where I grew up with my parents but we actually went in again today signed yeah, up both got new library cards and I must say I was quite impressed by how it's changed yeah me too i mean i well i have very fond memories of it from when i was little we were talking about this previously we we're sort of reminiscing about our libraries when we were younger and i certainly remember i used to go in and up the escalator and there would be the, the a big kind of children's library section up there and i i remember every summer i used to take part in the sort of essex children's reading scheme where they made it they made it like a competition and for each book you read you would get a sticker for joining in and you'd sort of complete this I think they gave you like a bookmark and it had a certain number of spaces on the back and then when you did it you got a certificate or something like that and that was always something that I really liked when I was little but you know what a good way to get kids into reading and what a good thing for parents as well but I do remember perhaps it wasn't the easiest to get to certainly being upstairs and now um in our local library they've moved the children's library downstairs which is much more convenient if you've got a push chair or something like that it looked really nicely laid out to me and um just as you go in the first thing you see is these sort of electronic they well they look to me like um sort of self-service sort of tesco, tesco style yeah, yeah sort of checkout things which astonished me but yeah so you could actually just do like self-service self-service library 
library checkouts mm. now. And certainly when it comes to encouraging people to read more and find new readers, I mean, the library is, is an obvious one. It's free to use. The selection is mm. always changing, but it's not just it's not just books. I was impressed with the fact that I can now get um, DVDs and CDs, audio books and ebooks as well. Yeah, and I mean, they were saying that the the only ebook format they don't support is the Kindle, which is, surprise, of course, surprise. the one yeah. that I have. But yeah, I don't think either of us was surprised by that. But then as, as well in there, there's uh, free Wi-Fi that you can use and all you need is your um, kind of library membership number and your password. And there was a cafe in there. It was really nice, actually, and sort of nice workstations where you can sit and, and work and, and whatnot and some comfy chairs to sit and read. But I thought, actually, I was I was quite impressed. The The filing system was a bit I was a idiosyncratic. bit puzzled by that as well. I think, obviously, coming from where I work in a bookshop, it's not quite <laughs> how I would have shelved it. And the genres were a little bit on the odd side. Yeah, they weren't. I think having mainly noticed kind of genre labelling in bookshops, I'm kind of used to those names. And some of them were, they had like adventure modern as well which seemed to be yeah. basically everything that was new and wasn't genre fiction but i think once you get the hang of it obviously it'll make a lot more sense i quite like the fact that they um have the what was it called an express area where it seemed to be that they're really encouraging people to um sort of log on at home and um sort of pre-order things and then it seemed to be that they would then take them and label them up and put them on the shelf and you could literally just go and pick them up which seemed to me a really good idea, especially when everyone's so used to doing internet shopping now. It's basically like internet shopping for your library reads. So you, if you don't have time to go in, kind of wander around and, you know, just have a look at the shelves and see what takes your eye, you can order it online. They'll let you know when it's in and then you can just go and pick it up. I think that's something that I'll be looking at because I think I kind of went in not really knowing what I wanted to read. But if mm. I can have a quick browse at home... And also, I'm definitely checking out the audiobooks and ebooks section. But if I can yeah, yeah. go in, I know it's going to be there reserved for mm. me. You can be in and out quite quickly. Like yeah. people, and people should do that on their lunch breaks or their breaks in general. Just pop in and you, yeah. know, you know in advance what you're going to get. I mean, I was thinking about the, the kind of YA, the teen fiction that I read. They've got quite a big sort of YA section in there. But I think often it can be a bit chancy whether something's going to be any good or not and it, I was thinking it'd be quite nice as a way to kind of try out some new authors who perhaps I didn't know that much about rather than going and buying a book and then it turns out you don't actually like it that much so I think when you when you get good YA it's really good but then some of it is quite kind of generic boy meets girl boy stresses girl stresses they chat to their friends and then it sort of probably turns out all right ish in the end which I'm not particularly interested in. So it takes a bit of risk out of trying out a new author. And if you're yeah. trying to encourage new readers, then, you know, not potentially, you know, wasting, so to speak, five or six pounds on a paperback. Mm. You can you can try out a new author. And if you do like more, mm. go out and buy them. Because, well, we were looking for a book in particular that they didn't have, unfortunately. So you're not going to get yeah. everything there. But then again, if you go online, you know, you can reserve something. They'll get it in for you as quickly as they can. They'll hold it for you. So actually, it's not a bad system. And I mean, we were thinking as well about sort of encouraging 
children to read and so on you know saying that the you know they've kind of really worked on the children's section when we were signing up for our new uh library cards there was a big poster which i noticed behind the lady serving us which was advertising the daddy cool sessions on a saturday morning which seemed to be like a specialist thing for for dads and their children their little kids to go in at sort of 11 o'clock on a saturday and take part in this sort of reading and activity session which i thought was a lovely idea idea actually a really nice idea and my one of our friends does that quite a lot with his son they they take him to the library all the time he absolutely loves reading really likes books he's really into julia donaldson at the moment really likes the rhyming so it's a really good service for for parents as well i mean i know both of our parents took advantage of that and you know particularly when you have got young children you've not got a lot of spare cash so if they're going to be reading a lot of books quite quickly it's a really good service. So I thought that mostly everyone was in favour of libraries, but it turns out that quite a famous uh, children's author isn't so keen mm. on the idea. And this is Terry Deary of Horrible Histories fame. Yeah, and he um, well, he sort of caused a bit of a controversy, really, um, earlier in the week. I think possibly someone was interviewing him about National Libraries Day, or, or possibly this was kind of a response to it. But um, there was sort of a number of articles published about uh, this interview with Terry Deary, where he was basically saying he thinks that... Uh, libraries are outdated people shouldn't be making such a fuss about trying to preserve them yes he said uh and i quote libraries have had their day they're a victorian idea and we're in an electronic age they either have to change and adapt or they have to go i know some people like them but fewer and fewer people are using them and these are straightened times a lot of the gush about libraries is sentimentality well i think straight away we've just said libraries have changed yeah i mean that was something that we were both really impressed at actually and perhaps theory doesn't actually know as much about libraries as he thinks i don't know if he imagines it's all just paper books still well he goes on to say a bit more about this and perhaps this might hint at the uh real issue that he's sort of getting Mm. at Uh, he goes on to say the book is old technology and we have to move on so good luck to the council if i sold the book i get 30p per book i get six grand i should be getting 180,000 pounds but never mind my selfish author perception what about the bookshops the libraries are doing nothing for the book industry they're giving nothing back whereas bookshops are selling the book and the author and the publisher get paid, which is as it should be. What other entertainment do we expect to get for free? Well, what he's referring to there is what's known as the public lending record, Mm -hmm. which is uh, when you take out a book, the author does actually get paid, but it's capped at about £6,500 out of the overall overall fund. Otherwise, you'd have someone like him or even more, James Patterson, would just get a nice big check. So it's capped at £6,000. So he's obviously... Well, one hundred eighty thousand pounds is is a lot of money. Yeah, but that's just more an issue of the way the way the libraries work. But um, I think as a way of trying out new books, like what we said before, mm. you can try out an author from the library, and you might go on to buy those books. I mean, certainly my experience from sort of taking <laughs> groups of thirty odd teenagers to borrow books to read, horrible histories, and those those type of books, those series are massively popular especially with boys who don't always fancy reading fiction but they've been told right everyone needs to get a book choose what you would like and they like that because they're funny and they're informative and interesting they found out new facts you know they really really enjoy them so i mean yeah from that experience if they'd been told you can't borrow it you have to buy it then yeah terry deary would have made a lot more money except that in fact i don't think a lot of them would have bought it 
I think a lot of them have benefited so much from a library being there for them, whether it's in school or in town or whatever. They've read a lot that they wouldn't have otherwise read. But that being said, I bet that some of those kids have then gone home and, you know, with their library book and done their, you know, however much private reading they've been told that they should do. And they've had it signed off by their parents and they've said, oh, this is really good, mum. Can you get me this? Because those kind of books, you don't just read once. You go back to them and you reread them and you show a bit to your mate and go, haha, did you know this? And so on. So I bet you that he has had sales of people borrowing books from libraries. And certainly, this is what I was thinking earlier. When we, you know, we each took a book out earlier today when we when we re-signed up for the library and I took out uh, Oblivion by Anthony Horowitz. Now, I've got uh, the rest of the Power of Five series. I really enjoyed them. Um, I haven't bought Oblivion yet, but I definitely think I will buy it. It's just, I'm going to, I've got the rest in paperback. I'm going to buy it in paperback, but it means I get to read it now. I'm not going to, failed to buy it because I've read it before because I know it's something that I'll probably want to read again and I want to have that in my collection so I don't yeah I don't think that necessarily because someone's borrowed something from the library means that they won't also buy something in fact if they've borrowed something from the library by that author and they've enjoyed it they're probably more likely to then go and buy something by that Mm. author but I mean well that's just that's what I would have thought anyway no, I agree with you there. So um, apologies, Terry, but I think you might be slightly out of touch there. Now, one thing we also noticed was a nice big stand in the library. This is for Quick Reads. Valentine's Day saw six new Quick Reads books being released. Now, Quick Reads are designed for people who might have perhaps fallen out of touch with reading or they're mm-hmm. struggling with reading. A recent survey said that one in 10 adults in Britain never read, mainly because they haven't got the time or about a quarter, 12 million people, I've only picked up a book once in the last six months. And that's obviously quite surprising for you and I. Yeah. <laughs> but, but certainly... Well, um, then again, I can understand that. I mean... Time, it, yeah, time constraints, things like that, yeah. You know, if you're a parent with young children and you, you basically spend your life trying to fit in work and then cooking and tidying and cleaning them up and bathing mm. them and then you're exhausted and you sit down in the city and then you fall asleep or whatever, then, yeah, definitely. Or... You know, perhaps if you're not very well and you just haven't got the energy. I mean, I've I've sort of not not personal experience, but my mum certainly has been in that position where she just didn't have the energy to pick up and and read a a sort of full size book. This is what quick reads are designed for. They're all by written by mainstream authors you've heard of. Mm -hmm. And they're very well, they're basically quite short, quick reads, but they're all Meant, they're meant to be sort of packed with like emotion or adventure that are action packed yeah and well i'll just pick one up here and it's 120 pages i mean they're they're essentially novellas they're, they're, they? yeah that's it's, exactly what they a, are yeah it's a sort of it's a full story it's not an installment in a in a series necessarily that the it's a short book and it's one story self-contained yeah it's basically a novella but yeah so um sort of writers that you might recognize i mean the the one that caught my eye was the one by minette walters um a dreadful murder the mysterious death of caroline luard and this is based on a true story and i guess the the cover design really reminded me of the suspicions of mm. mr witcher and i guess that's probably deliberate it's sort of done in that style so if you've read that or you've you've heard of it i think mm. they did a tv program of it as well then that might sort of stand out to you and the idea is as well there's a kind of a variety of genres so there's that which is kind of murder mystery sort of historical there's a couple which look to me kind of like being marketed at, at women shall we say yeah. 
is is women's fiction the kind of PC term? Now? Oh, as opposed to chiclet. Yeah, yeah. Is that yep. okay? Yep. Yeah. So, a couple which sort of women's fiction, as it were. There's one by Kathy Lett called Love Is Blind, which is about two sisters, and one of them has a kind of wild dream to go to Australia, and the the other one thinks she's being stupid, but then it turns out she she has an eye opening experience. And there's another one which I I rather fancy the look of as well because it's got a nice beach scene on the front. It kind of reminds me of Frinton, if anyone. <laughs> been there called uh, a sea change by veronica henry that sounds quite nice then you've got a doctor who one uh, this silurian gift by mike tucker with uh, matt smith on the front so i guess that it might ap- appeal more to young people perhaps? possibly uh, wrong time wrong place by simon koenig who is an author i've always actually wanted to read i've heard really right. good things about him and then the last one is Today Everything Changes by Andy McNabb. And that I know would be a big that's hit be with a big teenage one. boys yep. as well. That's and that's another one where, you know, when we have our, our kind of silent reading time, mm. which yes, folks, we do still do that. <laughs> that didn't disappear. It's still good to read books. Boys often have the kind of Andy McNabb type books. Although I did have to explain some of the vocabulary to a year seven once, which was a little bit awkward. Well, for a synopsis of each of the books and also a Q&A with the project director of Quick Reads, Kathy Rensenbrick. Go to adventurethewords.com and we've got all the details there. Um, I wrote a little bit of my own personal experience with Quick Reads. Uh, when I started as a, as a bookseller, I, I spotted these on the shelf and well, I think it was just the the size of them and also the number. There's quite a lot of these to... to yeah, because I mean, it's just been six going for, this for year. what... Uh, how many how many years is oh, it Oh, quite a few years. For? But there was a customer who came in and he... Um, he was sort of struggling to read. And once, you, once you've left school, I think, once you, if you do have a problem with reading, you don't quite know where to go. I think it is very difficult, to. especially if perhaps you do have kind of like dyslexia mm. or something like that. And you've got through school without having specialist mm. help, which used to, it doesn't happen so much anymore, but certainly used to happen more in the past. But also because he, was, he wasn't really reading, when I said to him, what do you like to read? He didn't really know. Mm. You only really mm. discover what genres you like or which authors you like. Yeah the more you read so these are perfect because you know now they're only they're only a pound they're very short if you don't like it well you know so what but uh he basically worked his way through the entire shelf (laughs) and he he discovered what he liked and also he became more confident reading yeah i think that makes a big difference actually if you're not if you're not first of all if you're not sure where to start that's really hard but i think if you've you know you can see well i've read all of these things well then actually it it can't Mm. be that hard kind of thing and then you discover what you might want to branch out into you know particularly if it's you know whether it's the the kathy let or the the kind of doctor who or whatever it might be and you think actually yeah no i like those kind of maybe i'm going to try something a bit longer and you know a library or or a bookshop can be a little bit intimidating if you're not a very confident reader yeah you're surrounded by all these books you don't know what you're after what you know what what you're interested in so um yeah quick reads i think i think it's an absolutely fantastic scheme and you know i'm really pleased that these are are still going Mm. and i think i think they're just as much as libraries they're just as important i think yeah and i mean you can i mean i'm sure you'd be able to find those at your local library or or if not i'm, I'm sure the majority of bookshops will will stock them yeah with with the launch there i think they're being put right at the front of all almost all the bookshops you know just to encourage people to find them well another couple of schemes that are, are coming up one possibly aimed more at younger readers and one more at older readers are world book day and world book night and these are in the next couple of months world book day is on march the 7th and if you have been young recently or if you've got young children you're probably going to be more aware of this because this is a scheme where um, most schools will give away 
um, vouchers worth a pound to their students and the students can then take them into any bookshop and there'll be certain books which are specially released for World Book Day which just cost a pound. I suppose you could say they're almost quick reads for kids aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or I believe that you can also put it towards another book as well. A longer yes, book. you can take a pound off. Uh, I think it's any book that's over £2.50 or two ninety nine or whichever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of primary schools make a really big deal of World Book Day. I certainly remember when I was little uh, dressing up in various fancy dress outfits. Although I think possibly going as Cersei when I was in year six kind of baffled some of the other kids a little bit but I had an excellent creature comforts pig dressed in a in a, a towel and a shower cap which I thought was particularly amusing so oh, that will be a sight yeah <laughs> kept me amused at least anyway and I'm sure I probably used my my one pound voucher for something Greek myths related see I was a geek even then mm-hmm. um, but yeah so if you're not aware of it and you do have young children look out just after half term for them coming home with their one pound book voucher because uh, there are lots of bookshops if it's got a children's section it will have these one pound books in it or it can go towards perhaps if they're a bit older and they want to put it towards some some YA or whatever it might be they can take a pound off the price of that. And the other scheme is World Book Night, which is on April 23rd this year. Now, this is the third year running. I They've believe done it. so. Yes. Yeah. We've both signed up. This is where there are 20 books that are being given away for free through mm-hmm. World Book Night. And you sign up to become a giver. Yeah. Which, so you get multiple copies. I think the number's gone down slightly In this the first year. year, they had a smaller list and you were given more copies. 40 copies, I think, wasn't it? I think it was 50. 50. Quite quite a few, actually, yeah, to get rid of. Number. And they're slowly kind of... The, the number's getting slightly smaller because it was people did find it sometimes quite hard to it give was, these away yeah definitely I, I actually found it quite strange trying to give these books away i was giving people a book and they're kind of like well, what's the catch yeah so, no no i just really Nothing. like this book do you, so, do you just want a book <laughs> uh, we've both been givers for this yeah and we've signed up for it again uh, yeah, this we're year, waiting to hear if we've been successful or not i signed up for casino royale this year what did you go for uh, pride and prejudice i think uh, it was quite a while ago i think hmm. that's what i signed up for so fingers crossed we both get selected for this but this is an idea of, once again, getting more people to read. A yeah. lot of the books go to places like prisons and hospitals. Mm-hmm. I gave a selection to my granddad's old people's home to get, yeah. to get them to read. And it's a celebration. It becomes a night, a celebration, of, certainly of reading. Mm. And I mean, the, the last couple of years, um, we've also taken a selection of our books to, what do they call it? The Big Book Bash? The Big Book Bash, yes. Yeah. Which is an event that's held in Slack Space in Colchester, which is like a sort of free community arts venue where they they have sort of um, art exhibitions right through the year they've also got various spaces which are available for people to use and um, the idea is that various givers are, are coming along and bringing at least some of their books and then you have sort of readings from some of the books and music uh, some refreshments and so on and then people could you know it's open to anyone and people can come and select them I think that's quite good fun uh, the only catch is, of course, that a lot of the people there will be people who read a lot of books anyway. So it's it's got some good points and maybe some points where it doesn't work so well. But I think, as you say, it's actually surprisingly hard to give the books away. The first year that I did it, I took maybe two thirds of them to the, the big book bash, although I couldn't stay. And all, the, all of the things that I took went. But I'd chosen um, a collection of poetry by Carol Ann Duffy because it's, it is 
absolutely brilliant. But trying to give those away to people who didn't know what I was doing, I think they thought I was trying to convert them or something. <laughs> I was some, I was like a, a Mormon or a Jehovah's Witness or something like that. And all I was doing was trying to give them some poetry. But uh, yeah, it's really odd the reception that it gets, that people do seem quite surprised. Well, I think as it becomes, you know, people find out more about it, it, it will become a bit easier. But it's, I think it does show then there's the barrier. There's the, yeah. bookie, the bookie people like you and I who will quite happily take free books off people. <laughs> yeah. It's crossing over to people who don't, mm. you know, from the survey, you know, one in whatever people pick up a book once every six months. It certainly did. Um, there was a little bit of, sniffiness about this by some maybe independents mm. who are saying you shouldn't be giving away these free books but the bookseller did a study where they compared the sales figures and basically as soon as the books are announced as a world book night sales go up yeah so it's not really hurting anyone yeah and i mean i suppose overall it's not that many copies you know when when you think about it in terms of kind of national international book sales it's not going to make that much of a dent because it's you know especially now you know the the list is it's it's fairly limited i mean there's a there's quite a variety of things on it but you know you're not necessarily choosing titles that are uh, particularly in fashion for any you know they're they're sort of favorite books you know, you know, they've been voted for by kind of bookie people. Well, I think the list has changed slightly over the years. It's, yeah. it's becoming a little bit more, not mainstream, but more well known. Or yeah, but yeah, I, I think um, I'm really looking forward to. It. I really hope I get chosen this year. Yeah, I'd be quite disappointed if I mm. don't. It's such a it's such a fun thing to be a part of, and I think it's really nice to not just be you know on the receiving end of people trying to encourage readers as you know as in to read what someone else is doing it's really nice to be part of that yourself and actually feel like you're doing something to encourage some people to read something so yeah perhaps if people aren't going to go into libraries you know being given a free copy of a book mm. this is once again if they like it they'll hopefully go out and buy some yeah. more or just get 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 into the habit again of, of reading absolutely and i think you know i would encourage anyone if you've not really been a part of world book night before have a look on the website look for if there's any kind of events that are listed near you where people might be kind of giving these books away go along get involved you don't have to bring a book with you you could just go along and take some free books away it sounds good to me so finally uh, another initiative that was once again last week this is the waterstones children's book prize this is more your territory perhaps than mine <laughs> uh, but it's, it's been going for now for nine years, which I hadn't really no, realised. No. Um, and it's also one of the only children's prizes that is voted for by the booksellers, which mm -hmm. I am one of. Well, this is the um, quote from James Dawn just uh, talking about the, the competition. It says, Within these shortlists are books containing great beauty, humour, intrigue, imagination and important things to say, but most crucially, all are fantastically good reads. Their diversity and quality, carrying with them the stamp of excellence as awarded by expert booksellers demonstrates that the world of children's books is as exciting and innovative as ever and yeah i'd agree with that i think being a, a kind of keen children's slash ya reader i think the reason why i do read so much ya is that i think sometimes adult books can be a bit pretentious 
that I think sometimes you read something which has been kind of lauded as really well written or whatever. And then as you're reading it, you think, well, actually, I'd like some story, please. I think it's something that you don't get in young people's novels because you couldn't get away with it. Uh, you have to have a good story. You have to have engaging characters. You have to have something that grabs the reader's attention because there's so many other things competing for children's attention nowadays on the telly or the Xbox or their mobile phone or whatever it is that it's got to be good. Otherwise, it's just not going to interest them. It's not going to sell. And I think that's great. And I mean, also, I think you get a lot less snobbishness in YA writing that people aren't afraid to write, you know, full on genre fiction. People aren't afraid to kind of mash up different genres and combine things. People aren't afraid to tackle big issues. I mean, if anyone's read something like Mallory Blackman's Noughts and Crosses, that's got racism, it's got um, sort of sexual abuse, it's got stuff to do with terrorism. It's fascinating. And much braver than a lot of adult books that I've read. So yeah, I'm I'm really keen to to kind of get my teeth into some of these and uh, have a read of them. Well, it's a book prize that does cover quite a large age range when you come yeah, to look definitely. at it. Uh, it's a number of categories. It's picture books, uh, fiction five to twelve, and then teen fiction, which obviously quite fond of so the winner of each category gets two thousand pounds and then the overall winner so they pick one that covers all gets an extra three thousand pounds so what sort of thing caught your eye well we popped into our our local branch of waterstones today just before we went into the library and and sort of had a look at some of the books that have been nominated um and in the i i am a big fan of picture books i really i love picture books with a really kind of bold graphic style and i sort of i have a bit of a collection particularly picture books related to cats but uh sadly there is not a picture book relating to cats but what i did like um was a book called oh no george by chris horton now you did show this to me because i I have grown up with dogs and george is a naughty dog he is a naughty he doesn't want to be a naughty dog no he can't help himself and we've all we all know what that's like (laughs) it was really charming actually if that was the one that stood out to me straight away um rabbitiness by joe empson has got a beautiful cover actually but i don't know i'm just the rabbit looked a bit creepy to me i don't know i'm not sure picture books should look creepy and george just looks so sweet and i I had a just sort of a quick flick through i think i'm probably am going to buy a copy because it was so sweet and it's this this sort of poor dog doing his best not to be naughty but he just can't quite help himself yeah it was just absolutely charming so so out of the one you know the brief glance that that i've had that was the one that stood out to me you did actually buy wonder though by rj palaccio palaccio that's yeah. been nominated in the fiction five to twelve category. I was quite surprised actually that it was in that one, not the next one up. But this is um, a story about someone who um, has a facial disfigurement. I won't, I won't sort of go into too much detail because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Um, and there's been a lot of hype about this one, although you keep getting it confused with the. John, uh, the fault in our the, stars yeah just because they've both got really bright blue covers yeah, yeah. They've, it's, it's exactly the same um tone of blue and then it's and then it's black and white other than that but so obviously that's if you want to get a lot of hype about your book apparently you need like a sky blue then black and white cover but yeah so that that's had a lot of hype about it and it's about this kid who they've previously been homeschooled and then they're going into secondary school and it's sort of how that affects them and but also other like their friends 
his older sister i think is and it's all kind of different views on what that's like um and yeah i'm really keen to to read that that's had some really really positive reviews and then um we've also got a copy of um barry loser i am not a loser uh which just which looks really funny and um it's that you know it's kind of done from the perspective again of this kid and it's sort of trials and tribulations and dealing with his his sort of friend slash enemy who sort of they they've got this kind of love-hate relationship sort of teasing each other and just generally causing trouble and so on and that that looked really good fun um and that's apparently by barry loser but obviously it's you know it's not really and then the teen fiction category what what caught your eye there? Well, there's a few things, really. I know Ketchup Clouds by Animal Picture has has had a lot of hype again, and that's been really promoted. I, it kind of intrigued me that there's a Skin Deep by Laura Jarrett, which is another one about kind of looking different to other people. But then I, I quite fancied Serafina by Rachel Hartman, and this is sort of a fantasy, dragony kind of story, which, which I like. So, um, again, I'm sort of quite looking forward to reading that. But, th- I mean, but loads of them i've i've sort of heard really good things about insignia by sj kincaid throne of glass by sarah j mass i mean they yeah there's a lot there that seem to be really popular picks at the moment and i think it's i mean this is obviously this is a prize which is looking at popularity and you know what people are enjoying reading this isn't necessarily about um high literary um merit or whatever it's about it's a really good read I mean, not to say that they aren't well written, but I think the reason that this is, you know, the, the, all these names are standing out is because these are really good books and they're really popular books. Well, it's voted for by booksellers. So, mm. the, I mean, I know from experience, every shop got a copy of these and we're all encouraged to read them and then choose which is our favourite. So, yeah, they're really good reads. And certainly some of these have become sort of breakout hits. Mm. that have sort of become bestsellers so i think it's something like this is a really good way as well you know talking about encouraging new readers if kids are seeing a lot of these titles around the covers around it will encourage them to start picking them up because i mean kids more and more are getting so savvy to to these kind of marketing techniques when we were in the cinema recently i i always remember you go in the cinema and there's this thing of um like postcards which are advertising things and when we were young it used to be television shows or films or whatever product it was they were trying to sell now it's all books which I think is absolutely fantastic. What a good thing to do. So, yeah, there was this whole stand with all these different postcards um, and sort of samples as well of all these YA books. Fantastic. What a good idea. So certainly over the last few weeks, there's been a big push to encourage and find and retain new readers. Mm. You know, libraries possibly and, and the closures and the unfortunate cuts that are taking place has probably been getting a lot of people's attention and but you know it got us to go in (laughs) we've signed up again now (laughs) and something like the waterstones children's book prize this is you know certainly saying right these are the best books that people should be reading and giving a big push to encourage kids to read because once you've got them hooked you know i'm pretty sure they're not going to give up anytime soon but yeah i i think something like quick reads i mean i'm really looking forward to world book night again even if even if i'm not picked for it i'll still go along to the events 
I can get some free books while I'm there. Yeah, and we'll be telling our friends about yeah. it and encouraging them to come as well. Well, if you'd like to share your thoughts with us on anything we've been talking about today, there are lots of different ways you can do that. You can email us, contact at adventureswithwords.com. You can tweet us at Word Adventures. You can come to our website and leave us a comment there. Or, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes. I'm Kate at magic underscore kitten. And I'm Rob. You can find me at Rob Chilver on Twitter. And thanks for listening. Adventures with Words is brought to you by Audible. Try Audible free for 30 days and download any audiobook for free. For your free trial, go to www.adventureswithwords.com forward slash audible. 